All right. Uh, hello again, everybody. What's up, chat? Hey, so we got a really awesome film to talk about today. Like one of the craziest, most psychedelic, acid trippy, I, I don't know what <laughs> films like in the last couple of years. Mandy, we're going to talk about that. Yeah, it is unique. Yeah. And so who's the who's the director for this film? I forget his name. So the director for this film is Panos, Cos- Panos Cosmatos. He is a Greek filmmaker, the son of the great. So, OK, so a little bit of background on this movie for me is uh, I saw, you know, they were premiering it at Sundance, I think. And so I was following that coverage and uh, I saw the name, you know, I hadn't heard I didn't. I hadn't heard of him as like a filmmaker or whatever, but I recognized the last name. And then I was like, wait a minute, that is that is he related? No way. So he is the son of filmmaker George Cosmatos, who, uh, again, was uh, responsible for painting a, a, a large part of my childhood. He's the guy who directed uh, Rambo and Cobra with Stallone and Tombstone, you know, the whole fucking um you know Val Kilmer and, and Kurt Russell. So he's a oh, okay. yeah yeah he's a he's a pretty big filmmaker in the eighties and nineties. Uh, he has since passed away. Both of his parents mm-hmm. passed away. Uh, but Panos's movies are uh, like acid trips, basically. Yeah, uh, they're like horrific acid trips. And uh, so Elijah Wood saw his first film and got involved somehow. Uh, with this production, basically, and he was the reason. He was like the the main muscle that pulled in the the Nicolas Cage in particular. Uh, and then they went back and forth for a while. They wanted Nicolas Cage for the role of uh, Jeremiah. Yeah, and then, but he didn't yeah. want to do it. He didn't want to do it. But then eventually, yeah. uh, they all realized that they're insane. That if you can get Nicolas Cage at all, you just let him do what he wants to do, and he's yeah. gonna do the Nicolas Cage he's thing. Gonna, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's kind of how that came together. But this movie actually was in development for a very long time, like mm, okay. years, years, because uh, they had, you know, it's a difficult thing to kind of sell. But the Elijah Wood muscle really helped. And the it's it, basically once they got Nicolas Cage, it was like, you know, they're they're solid. They were able to get a, their first choice was always uh, Andrea Riseborough, who I have a. Uh, a significant thing for. I've always been a fan of hers. <laughs> I, I saw her in like some, um, like a Sam Taylor short film, the woman who ended up making Fifty Shades of Grey. And then I saw her in Oblivion with Tom Cruise, right? As mm-hmm, that was mm-hmm. kind of her big break. And mm-hmm. then I've just like, she's been like probably the most interesting actress in the, in the last decade for me to watch. Yeah. She's got a lot of stuff um, coming up, like a lot. Just yeah. looking at her IMDb, it was like six things, either in pre-production or, Something like that. Yeah, she seems down for a lot of weird shit. Um, yeah, we were just talking about uh, there's the a new her new film Possessor. So she's into a lot of weird shit, uh, and I appreciate that a lot. So yeah, yeah, it's always good when you see the real artisty types that are mm-hmm. like, yeah, I want to be a part of this insanity because someone has to make it happen. Right. Um, right. I mean, Nicolas Cage is kind of I feel like very high on that list of the things, whether it be because you know he. Um, spent too much money and got into trouble with the IRS. So he had to say yes to everything, but he said yes to some stuff. That's like the fact that he's the lead in this feels so right. It does. It is incredible to me that somebody, uh, I think Nicholas Cage is like one, he's like one in a million, right? It's incredible to me that somebody that of his status in the industry or somebody that used to be just so, so, so like, uh, what's what's the word? Oh, he's bankable. A-list. 
yeah. he's a list baby yeah. like and then he's just doing all these really really interesting like this movie does this movie belongs in like a bargain bin somewhere like no one, <laughs> you're like to, to, to an a-lister like him right but he he fucking did it he gave it all yeah the thing the thing about it too is like nicholas cage from the jump he's all he he started by trying to undersell himself because he didn't want to be because he could have right. said yeah I'm Nicholas Coppola. I'm related to Francis yeah. Coppola. Yeah. I'm amazing. Uh, you should, you, you know, and he's a really good actor, right? I mean, yeah. he won an Oscar for a very good performance playing a drunk guy um, in Leaving Las Vegas. And, and he was doing yeah. he was doing weird shit before that. I mean, he was doing not only I mean, yeah, he got the Oscar and then he got more like lead roles, like action movie roles and things like that. But like he was doing like serious dramas and he was doing Coen brothers movies and David Lynch movies and shit like that. So like he was, he was already like on his way. Well on his way. I mean, even in the stuff like, like face off, he's weird. Oh, well, and, and yeah. that's a that, big film, but the, he is weird and he revels in it. Right. He revels. Like in it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, what I love too, is like, so there, <laughs> I don't know who came up with this term, but he has a term for like what his acting style and it's called nouveau shamanic. <laughs> And yeah, cool. you ever heard? You ever heard of that? I no, mean, yeah, that's really cool. That that is a term. That is an actual term for his acting style. Wow. And which is because so it's shamanic because he's he says he's summoning some kind of thing, right? right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so he's just channeling a force, and it comes out through him. And I mean, again, like what was that? That uh, Port of New Orleans, bad bad oh, lieutenant, the, bad lieutenant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a- fucking great movie on its own but also his performance in that movie with the lizards and the uh, the i can see his soul dancing like oh man uh, they, crazy there's a fun uh, there's a fun anecdote on the on the behind the scenes uh elijah wood is talking about he so basically the the reason that he had a relationship with nick cage is because they did a movie together one of those like shitty straight to dvd movies uh <laughs> that like both of them seem to be doing uh, in the last five years or whatever uh and he was basically saying how like even for Elijah Wood, he's like growing up. He's just like, I, you know, Nicholas Cage is like such an icon and a legend uh, and such a character that he was doing scenes with him. And it was like, yes, he was in the mode where he was acting or whatever. But then every once in a while he would be on set and they'd be doing a scene together. And then his head, he'd be like, oh, that's, that's such a Nicholas Cage reading. Like, that's so funny. And he was like, wait a minute. That is Nicholas Cage. I'm acting opposite Nicholas Cage. What the fuck? So, that was like the first time they'd worked together. So, yeah, <laughs> I know. Him, he was like a kid. He was just like, ah, he did the thing. He did the thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, there are just some actors that they reach that level, right? Where mm-hmm. their work is above them as a person. And, oh, yeah. And yeah, he's yeah. almost like a meta figure because he's so weird in his films. And he does these, again, he does these films that people like, like, imagine Denzel Washington doing this kind <clears throat> of shit. Right. right. No, no, no. For real, though. Yeah. Because that, like, that, that's that's actually the level that he is at mm-hmm. as an actor historically, and yeah. he's doing this. Yeah, and this is one of the best or better realized uh, types of because he's done a lot of sh- again shitty movies, B movies, bargain bin movies, whatever you want to call them. But this is probably the best realized and most like perfected, like tonally and artistically. Uh, so he's able to like, yes, he does the Nicolas Cage things that you can see in every other movie that he's ever done, including the bargain bin ones, because, you know, they get Nicolas Cage and they want to see him go a little crazy. But in this movie, the crazy <laughs> is like tailored very specifically and it, uh, it works really well. 
Yeah, it's really motivated, right? <laughs> it is, it is. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> like, like you can see any any normal human who goes through what he goes through is going to be like, oh. true, true. Nah, man, I'm 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 out of it. I'm going crazy. I'm yeah. Where's Bill Duke? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh my God, dude, Bill Duke. You want to talk about other like legends? Right? Like, like, yeah, cer- yeah. Certified yeah. fucking like, yeah. <laughs> Weird. Weird how this movie came together. Um, okay, let's let's get into it. Let's get into it. Yeah, um, I, uh, here's here's this. By the way, I wanted to show boom. this. So yeah, there's the there's your steel book. There's your black metal album cover. How, but the coolest thing about this, check this shit out. So yeah, yeah, you got all your stuff, but it comes with temporary tattoos <laughs> of the, the of the title and the Cheddar Goblin. <laughs> So you can so you can tell that this uh, you've got um on the inside you've got the uh, the picture of him with the chainsaw. I mean, oh you can tell yeah, this is this is like the the people who made this movie and the marketing in particular is just like we know that we're making a midnight movie. Like in if this is the year nineteen eighty one or whatever, this is like the Evil Dead for the for for the generation. So yeah, they they knew what they were doing with this one. Yeah, this this film to me it almost feels like it should have been something in from the seventies. Like mm-hmm. this feels like something you would you would have watched Absolutely. like Te- Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and then you just came up with this film afterward. <clears throat> yeah, like the if, next level. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's got a lot of that in it. It's got. I mean, it's a pastiche of like a lot of different horror directors and pop uh, kind of the uh, aesthetics to it. I don't know. Yeah. There's, have you ever seen? I, I haven't seen the film Heavy Metal yet. Yeah, I haven't seen that. But yeah, it, yeah, it, it, right? Does it kind of feel like that? It, some it, it calls yeah. back to it, yeah. In the uh, in yeah. the animated sequences, it's like yeah. it directly like lifts things from heavy metal. Um, so so that's the thing is the first time I saw this movie, I was trying to this was like two years ago. I was trying to figure out what the internal logic of it is. I was just like, okay, so there's like the Abraxas of whatever, and there's like these magical yeah. stones, and this guy has like the dagger of whatever and like i was trying to piece it all together i was like is it a commentary on satanism is it a paganism thing like what is going on here what's the deeper message <laughs> there is none it is it is 100 confirmed there is none uh there's no like overarching kind of mythology that this movie creates this movie is just a collection of things of influences i, I have quotes um from uh panos about like kind of how he approached it and uh, we can get into that as we get into the film. But yeah, this, so it's it's not about the whole, like, it's not intellectual and it doesn't get in its own way. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it, yeah, it's just, it's just there for the kind of grindhouse thrills. Exactly. If you, you see it, so you can point at it and be like, ah, that's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So this film opens up and, and then there's like a title, The Shadow Mountains, 1983. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we basically get like all the setup, right? So there's Red and Mandy and they're living together somewhere in the outskirts of any town. Um, <clears throat> and like from the jump, we're hit with, I mean, pure style, pure cinematography. Yeah. This, this, the, the lighting that purple and red, yeah. the deep red, and it's. <laughs> And like the deep blues, I mean, it is gorgeous. <laughs> it is gorgeous. No, it, it is, is gorgeous. gorgeous. And this made me think of like, because um, I, you know, we've seen so many low budget movies, especially like low budget movies in the last ten years have like a particular look to them, where you can like, like those movies that end up on Hulu or whatever, like the 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 Steven Seagal ish type movies that like you can tell, you know, like again, we keep talking about like if your movie's like forty minutes of just people in cars talking, like you yes. know, and then your budget is spent on the last ten minutes on the last fight scene or whatever. Uh, this is how you do a low budget movie, 
if you can't go, you know, globetrotting adventure, and if you can't go crazy, you have very, very, very specific sets, and you have very specific cinematography, or like you have a a look to it, and like that takes so. Like for me, I wasn't thinking about like this is a B movie. I was thinking of like this is a this is a very specific <laughs> vision, right? And it's really good you bring that up because <clears throat> there are <laughs> right there are car scenes in this film where it's Nicolas Cage in a car right. doing something, and there's all these scenes where he's driving somewhere, and like the road is super foggy and it's red. Yeah. And you just feel like, dude, this guy is in another universe. It's in another dimension, yeah. And those were all just, uh, they had a painted background, basically, of the red or whatever, of the forest. And it was just him in a car on a set. But again, <laughs> yeah. it was just the the the, 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 the idea of doing it that way, of just like, fuck it. If we're not going to be, again, if we're not going to be able to get the, the, the big CGI, uh, like, vision, like, landscapes or whatever, let's just make this, like, its own world, basically. That's... Let us create this album cover that this movie lives in. Uh, and that's basically what it looks like. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, like the beginning is all just like set up. There's like some weird dream sequences. Like, I don't know who's having the dream. I think it's Mandy. She like in the forest. She's a dead goat or something. Dead uh, baby goat. It, I believe it was. I mean, again, it doesn't really matter. But I think uh, it might have been. What's his name? Jeremiah. Jeremiah Sand. He's the, he's the oh. dreamer. In this okay, so year. Jeremiah is dreaming of her. Yeah, uh, and then and then he meets her, and then he sees her, and he's like, "Oh, I have to have her." That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But it, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, and then Mandy, she's reading this book, uh, seeing the serpent's eye. I'm sure that's a reference to something. So um, it's actually not. Um, so this this the serpent's eye thing is a prop. It's just a book that they made up. Um, it just sounds metal. It's just like a cool thing. Uh, it's actually based. It's the name of the song in the score by Johan Johansson's that's playing in that scene. Is the name of that book. That's that's all it is. <laughs> cool. Which, by the way, I want to give a huge, huge, huge shout out to Johan Johansson, one of my absolute favorite composers in the last decade. Uh, he he did a lot of work with Denis Villeneuve. The the reason that I cried like a bitch at the end of Arrival is in huge part to his score. Uh, yeah. And this movie this movie's dedicated to him at the end of the credits as well. He he passed away. He was like forty nine oh, or something, forty eight I think. That's well, he sad. was gonna he was gonna do Blade Runner. Like he was the guy. Like he was the the guy. But uh, he won. Uh, he was nominated for an Oscar. He won a Golden Globe, and he just he passed way 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 too soon. So yeah, I wanted to give sad. a shout out to him. Yeah, he's a great composer because it's this movie's got that um, noir ish like oh like the synth this depressing synths right yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's all Johan. <laughs> yeah, the the synth wave stuff is really yeah it's good and it's I feel like it's kind of making comeback. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. In so yeah. To him, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So Mandy, you know, she's reading this book and then we basically get the first real inciting incident of this film. Uh, she's walking down the road. Cause I think she, she like works at a convenience store or something like that. Um, and driving down the road is the, the cult. Um, and you know, again, it's so beautiful the way they shoot the scene. Cause it's like, I mean, mm. You know, you know that something weird is afoot because everything is red. Everything mm -hmm. is red. Um, and it's all shot in slow motion. And then he sees her and then she sees him. And you know, that's it. <laughs> you know, yeah, right. like, yeah, like, and it's just the choices they make are so strong. And but they're so good because you like you immediately feel again, like you're in another world, like, even if you even if you don't totally understand cinematographically what they're trying to do, you feel like 
something's up, something's wrong, something's going to go bad. Yeah, something's out of the ordinary. Yeah, and you know that these normal people are about to be, like, totally taken into another universe. <laughs> yeah. So I think um, this is... Uh, sorry, go ahead. Um... Yeah, I, th I think that was about it. That's all I wanted to cover. I just thought it was it was just like so strong what they were trying to do, and it and it works. It just all works. The tone is consistent, and the it tone works. Is con yeah, yeah. The that is that's one of the things I would comment on. Like I f this movie feels like two different movies to me. Like there's a very distinct point, like halfway through, that it just like turns into another movie. But the tone is consistent throughout. Uh, and I wanted to read some quotes from Panos himself. Uh, basically, he said, "It's not." To him, it's not how the story is told, or sorry, sorry, it is 100% how the story is told, not what the story itself is. So that's how he start, he approached it. And then uh, he goes on to say, when I'm assembling a film, it's initially a collage of moods and fears and inspirations that all have to be synthesized. I think of each film as a kind of pop artifact, and every creative decision I make has the kind of overarching concept behind it. So, again, I basically summed it up. But, yeah, like you said, like, they make a lot of very specific choices. And it's because everything is some kind of collage, right, of, of other inspirations and things and moves and, like, things that you want to point at and say, hey, there's a thing. So, uh, I don't know. I just wanted to pull that in because I thought that's an interest, interesting, like, approach to filmmaking. Because I feel like a, a lot of people, like, get really bogged down in the details. And he's just like big idea like <laughs> yeah. what, what, what do i want to what do i want the, this mood to be you know yeah and it is it is very moody yeah it's like how do i want the viewer to feel seeing mm. what they're about to see <laughs> and the first the first half of this movie is excruciatingly slow like i would say for a lot of viewers they would not make it past the first hour to get to the revenge act the, i feel yeah, like the, a lot of people would be because it's weird like again the titles are weird they're like what the you know what's going on here i mean you have to you have to be sold on it aesthetically i think mm -hmm, if mm -hmm. you're if you're down if you see this if you see again if you see that shot of her when she sees the cult and it's all like this deep red <clears throat> it's very dreamlike and yeah. it's slow motion. And if you get what he's trying to make you feel, you're down. Right, if not, yeah, yeah. then this film isn't for you. But yeah. I think I think it does such a good job of like setting us up for all this stuff. Oh yeah. That I I, I think um, I, I'm sure there are some people that that it just doesn't work for them. But I think for a lot of people, even if you don't like maybe this particular style of a film, you get what he's trying to get at and you're going to process, okay, I, I know what I'm supposed to be feeling in this moment, moment yeah. by moment. Um, cause yeah. And we're, we're about to get to some other really strong choices that they make in terms of like the mythos of what the hell is going on. Mm -hmm. But it's just all the time. It's like, it's like just, just another choice, another choice that like makes you feel like, Whoa, okay. There's some kind of bigger, crazier thing coming at, coming at me. As the yeah, viewer. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not like pointless or anything. Like, I, I hope it doesn't sound like I'm making it seem like it's just a, a bunch of ideas put together. Like, it, it's all serving the bigger idea, and it, the, the idea is just like this mixture of all of these things of the, of the metal music and the late '70s, you know, the expressionistic, the the weirdos, the Dario Argentos, and that kind of horror and all of the yeah. shit mixed together. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So, um. Continuing with the plot, so then we get to so then there's this title card 
Children of the New Dawn. And that's this cult who's led by this guy, Jeremiah or whatever. Which is basically like straight up just a Black Sabbath song title. <laughs> it just is. And the, the font of it is like the Masters of Reality font from, from that record. Uh, it's, it's all very, very intentional. Yeah. Uh, it's it's it took through that like 70s dark psychedelic mood. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. 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 I feel like if, again, I'm not like a metal person, but I feel like, yeah, if you're into that, it's, it's like a whole nother level for the. Because then yeah. you get like all those little references and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, Mandy is, uh, she's wearing like uh, Motley Crue shirts and Black Sabbath yeah, shirts. Black and, like, Sabbath. All these different things. Yeah. She, she's, she's got this like 80s. Uh, like metal girl look, but it's like out of place in the rest of it because the rest of it feels like a 70s psychedelic thing, like a prog rock kind of a out. Like it feels more in line with that, but she just like feels a little out of place. Uh, her character description in the script is really interesting, and I can read that for you if you want at some point. Yeah. Um, yeah, we should definitely. We'll talk about that when. when we'll talk about like her. more about Mandy. Yeah, because she is yeah, the catalyst for like, what happens. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we get Jeremiah, he's like, they're somewhere, and he's like angry, and then he's like, so there's there's all these other characters, so there's this woman, M Mother Marlene, and he's like yelling at her, it's like, I need her, I need the girl that I saw in my dream, blah, 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 yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. and he's like, bring in Brother Swan, and then, <laughs> so this guy, Brother Swan, comes in, he's like, it's like, I need you to get her. Is that going to be a problem? He's like, no, not at all. I'll do it. And he says, do you have the horn of Apraxis? Yes. The horn of Apraxis. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> and then he yeah. pulls it out. And then again, another really, really strong choice. They hit the fucking thing with the, um, what is it? The Like the flashing lights, like green flashing lights. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's like, doo -doo 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 -doo. yeah as um, the camera's like panning along. Yeah. yeah. Well, what's that? The strobe lights. They hit it with the mm -hmm. strobe, green strobe lights, and and you're just like, because like if you don't understand what any of it, like that could be gibberish, right? It's almost like a MacGuffin. It, it kind of is. It it is yeah. totally gibberish. Yeah, yeah it's, just, it's, totally. it's something that sounds mystical and evil, and you know, yeah. It it is. Yeah, exactly. It's this this weird mystical thing. Does it really matter for the plot of the film? No, it could it no. could have been it could have been um, I don't know it could have been a cell phone or whatever. But exactly. well, they don't have cell phones at the time. But but the whole point is like we see we see this thing that has a weird name, and then we see this aesthetic visual choice, and we're immediately <laughs> like, whoa, something crazy, something mythical, something mystical is mm -hmm. about to happen. I don't know mm -hmm. what it is, but I am curious now. Right. 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 Yeah. <laughs> And I just love that they do that, right? I just look because, like, I, I like that kind of stuff, that kind of crazy world-buildy, wonky. We'll get into what the, the Horn of Apraxis summons in a bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's just, it, it's so weird and so out there that I love, I love that kind of stuff because, you know, there's, so, like, if we take the Hitchcockian kind of horror stuff, right? For him, horror was the guy down the street who is actually a serial killer who keeps people in his basement. Or mm -hmm. to some person, you, you know, you're driving down the road and then you like stay at a hotel. It turns out the guy has some real mental issues and then he's going to kill you. <clears throat> and then there's this film, which is that there is some otherworldly thing and some crazy ass people who are just going to do crazy shit to you. And it's like, 
is it going to happen in the realm of reality? No. But if we lived in the world, if we lived in Mandy world, oh god, oh my oh, god, no, 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 no. I mean, th- like there are there are cults out there. You know, there are occult cults. There are like weirdos out there who are like planning to sacrifice you to whatever deity. But like this is this is a little more specific <laughs> than that, right? Like this is a little more fantastical and out there. Uh, like you said, like in that world, it kind of makes sense. But in the real world, like you would. I don't know, you would just punch these guys in the face. Like, they're all a bunch of, like, weirdo hippies. Um, very, very, like, Rob Zombie, this whole thing. Like, with the, mm-hmm. it's very yeah. music video-y. <laughs> very, like, again, the strobe lights and the colors and the, the this particular gang of freaks reminded me a lot of, like, House of a Thousand Corpses and shit like that. Yeah, it's it's great stuff. I really like it. Um, so, so then we get some more stuff. So Mandy, she works at this convenience store. Mother Marlene comes in. She does some, I guess you would call it social engineering to figure out where they where they live. And this is, by the way, the most plot this movie like ever has. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> to explain how. Yeah, they, I was really actually yeah. surprised by this. I was just like, oh, we we're going to go to the convenience store. I thought we were just going to be at the like level above the level. Uh, and we're just going to be yeah. abstract the whole time. Yeah, no, yeah. But yeah, but that, bit, that is a normalcy. Good like one connective thing. So now we understand like how they know where to find Mandy and red. Mm-hmm. Um, so then the next scene is, <laughs> um, brother Swan uses the horn of a praxis and he's like, plays the flute. <laughs> and then there's this annoying kid. who's like, Hey man, what are, what's going on? What do we do now? Now we wait. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is, then, this is the part, yeah, this is the part where if you were previously not sold on this movie or you were thinking about turning it off, this is the part that, like, you're, it hook, it cements you and, like, you have to watch it all the way the rest through. Because what happens yeah. in this scene is, is, is fucking insane. Yeah, uh, and then the, the like, like, mutant demon something biker gang yeah. shows up on motorcycles and UTVs and they're all wearing all black. You can't really see their face. Like the one guy, his hands like it's <laughs> like like sharp knives or something. Um, yeah. it, it's and, it's all yeah. just really really shrouded in darkness and and the colors and yeah. this, like we don't have enough words I think to describe or uh, accurately like the the pure visual like spectacle of this scene of these guys showing up on ATVs and they're yeah. like slimy and fucking BDSME. And, yeah. and, and like, yeah, it's like it's, the gimp it's like from fucking pulp fiction like the gimp showed up in his crew if they were exactly. like a bunch of mutant killers yeah um yeah I, I really like that you brought that up because like at first things are like kind of normal it's like it's them in this this car this truck right. or whatever and the background's just black and then this fucking smoke comes in and then the the color comes in and then these these biker gang shows up and it's just like whoa you know again it's like you get the strong feeling that there is some invasive force, this otherworldly force that's coming. And it's very, it's very celluid. It's very like uh, lucid. The yeah. feeling that you get from, from, from these scenes, it's almost like you're, you're in a weird nightmarish dream. You have to be, these guys are so from far out of left field. I mean, the, the movie's a little weird. Like it is weird up to this point, but these guys are so out of left field as like villains that show up that don't make any kind of like metaphysical sense. They just kind of show up and they're these like demonic monsters, right. That are like blood for blood. And they drink this like jar of blood that the, uh, the yeah. father, or what's his name? Brother Swan gives them. Brother Swan. Yeah. Well, uh, it's a, it's a 
as we find out later. As Another we find out, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bill Duke right. later, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but like, yeah. So they they summon them, and they're this is like their own personal gang of <laughs> of muscle. Basically, <laughs> but, yeah. And they exchange this thing. We don't know what exactly, but they exchange this thing. He gives him a jar. The dude chugs some of it, and he's like, "More, more, blood for blood." <laughs> and he's yeah. like, "You do what I want first. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and, wow, it's crazy, right? <laughs> it's insane. It's in this. This again. This is the scene. This is one of those scenes that again is just. It, it's so creative, and it comes out of nowhere, and it's such a, like a very specific like. It's like an artist's thing, like that somebody came up with this shit, right? Uh, I got the same feeling when I was uh, like, basically when I was deciding, I was like, is our films like even worth pursuing? Like, is there even a thing? Like when I was um, like pretty much like the film that dis- that made me go down this rep, then down this path that I'm on right now was Twin Peaks Fire Walk with me. There's a scene in that with the uh, the, the people who live above the uh the, the gas station or whatever it's called. I don't remember. But like just just the, there are some things that come out of nowhere that are just like so very specifically and so artistic that you're just like, OK, like there's merit to this whole film thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 if you can even be close to, to achieving these kind of things, it's worth yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So they, then the D- Demon Mutant Biker game, they just they show up and they jump. Red and Mandy, there's fucking, there's this crazy scene where... You want to talk about strobe lights? Yeah, where... Yeah, this is your epilepsy warning. <laughs> yeah, it's it's them at night, and it's strobe, 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 and you see the mutant things coming in, and then they attack, they attack Red, um, and yeah, they kidnap Mandy. <laughs> it's just yeah. like, it, yeah, it's something else, man. It, it's really yeah. something else. Well, speaking to the, the the budget of the thing and the kind of approach of it again, like we were talking, like if you're if you don't have the money to do the things, then you have to get really creative with it. Uh, and it didn't quite click with me because, like, a lot of this movie again, it's like super dark, and there's a lot of like they they use a lot of just dark, like complete just pure blackness and just colors, and they just go back and forth between the two. And it didn't click for me until I heard the uh, one of the interviews with Panos, and he was like, he basically said that he learned from like Ridley Scott. Because Ridley Scott said on Blade Runner that his two biggest allies are darkness and rain. Uh, so you can hide a lot of shit in darkness and rain. Like you don't have to build that much or like show as much if you can just kind of shroud it in darkness or rain. And Ponus was like, we didn't have money for rain. So I just use darkness <laughs> basically for this movie. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. And it makes a lot more sense going going through it now. Yeah. Because it's like almost silhouettes uh, yeah, most of the yeah. time when these things are happening. Yeah, yeah, because, like, you know, actually, if you think about a lot of what's happening in this film, um, there are certain kind of set pieces. And when we get to the parts where, you know, it's the revenge part of the film, I mean, it's either, like, on an open road or it's, like, basically a set, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. Um, But you're not thinking about that. You're, like, again, like, shot by shot. Scene by scene, you're just like it's something new and like it's framed in an interesting way or it's colored in an interesting way or it plays at a weird speed or there's like trailing effects. Like there's always something to distract you from that stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so, so yeah, so then Mandy gets taken in, into this cult and there's this whole thing where they, they douse her with drugs and they, they oh, yeah. put some LSD in her eye and then they fucking sting her with this, I don't know what the hell that was. Some Ooh, yeah. Some, some kind of hornet or something. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it, you know... Again, this is this is more of the film kind of being crazy. I mean, that's I don't think that's a real animal that exists no, I did, in our, I in our universe. No, 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 no. But but that makes it scary, right? It's like yeah. fuck, 
fuck this. I don't want to be in this world. I, it's if you really, really have to think about it, 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 it's possible that maybe that bug is like the the thing that they secrete this LSD fluid from. It's like I don't know. That's yeah. the best I can come up with. Yeah. Um, so then we get this really trippy scene where she meets with the whole cult and Jeremiah, and Jeremiah is doing this this weird shit, you know, um, talking about the song. And was it the song? Was that something he wrote? The yeah, song that he was yeah. playing. Yeah. So, so he's again. He, some, he's like a some, he's like a failed musician. He's like a failed yeah, artist, basically. Just yeah. like uh, what's his name? A Manson. Manson. Mm-hmm. Manson kind of deal. Yeah. Another kooky. A, a nice little reference there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> again, it's Although, just. A, the pastiche. Manson, a, Manson wrote a song for like the Beatles, right? I those I don't remember. Anyway, I, <laughs> fucking whatever. The sixties were weird, man. Yeah, it was really weird. <laughs> okay, so then Jeremiah gets naked and he's like trying to have sex with Mandy, and then she just like laughs in his face. <laughs> well, she laughs in his face because she's like, "You wrote the song," and then she starts yeah, laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, "Don't look at me!" To like everyone else, "Don't fucking look at me! Don't fucking look at me!" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that seems great. It's, I really like this scene too because like there's there's this moment where he's talking directly kind of into the camera and it's like his face and her face they're like that melted on top so of each other. Freaky. That's yeah. that never fails. It's so freaky. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's presumably a simple effect, but yeah, like the way that it fades in from his face to her face and back and forth. Like if you want to like if you weren't sold on the LSD trip at that point, then like you're you're in it. You're yeah. In it then yeah now you really got there so now jeremiah's mad and so then they go back to uh the house um and then there's some again some more weird culty stuff he like makes this girl like like oh show him how much you you love me and he like she plays russian roulette um and then (laughs) again another another weird you know they like they stab him with the the tainted blade of the pale knight Yes, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a Dungeons and Dragons reference. Straight, straight from the epistle lair. <laughs> yeah, no, the, those are all the, like literally lifted from the like Dungeons and Dragons like manual. That's what that's what that. Yeah. Like. Again, yeah. I was trying to piece this shit together the first time around, and I was just like, "What is this movie saying?" And then I was like, "It's not saying anything." <laughs> yeah, it just yeah. is. Yeah, it just is. Um, and, which yeah, I, and, which and, I love and, that. And I think there was another strobe when he pulls out the blade or something again, and then they stab him and then they, they, they burn Mandy alive in like a body bag upside down. Yeah. Because basically Jeremiah's whole thing is just like, kind of like, if I can't have her, you can't have her. He's just like a petulant child, basically. Yeah. Um, Um, yeah. And so I think this comes to like the most like interesting acting. Well, not the most interesting, but like the most, like real like real acting part of the film like he mm-hmm. gets free red gets free and he sees mandy like it's just ash yeah. and like there's a part of her skull and then it just disintegrates yeah and he's like really crying brutal. yeah i thought he, i thought i thought he really like he he hit that like like that was oh. like the one real moment of because like that sells us on you know the revenge part a little bit emotionally at least yeah that that's one of the scenes that reminded me of like it's such a shame that horror movies are not given their due in terms of like uh like acting accolades like you never hear of a horror movie getting like a like a perform like a act yeah. like an oscar for performance i mean which after is, hereditary right like after uh exactly. Tony Clark, thank getting, you getting, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. like okay fuck you guys or even yeah. like us like you mm-hmm. know regardless of what you think like like the lupita killed it but like again, like they will never. They won't do it. Which never, is yeah, never. It's stupid. I, I got the same feeling when I was watching Possessor. Like the, the the actors are doing shit in that movie that is just like, 
Like they have to go to such an intense place and they do such a great job. And it's just like, that will never be recognized. And this movie will be pretty much exclusively seen by the midnight crowd. Uh, and you know, it's like, you'll be a cult icon, but like the performances are like right up there as far as I'm concerned with like any, whatever drama the, the Oscars is putting up on any given year. Really, really, really solid. And Nicholas yeah, Cage really selling it on this one. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was strong because like that—that that is that like more is than, a moment. Yeah, more than him just go doing his like ah doing his thing. Yeah. Like he's he's actually like putting in like really really emotional. Yeah, because that's uh, gonna come here. very shortly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the meme stuff, <laughs> the meme level stuff. Yeah. Okay, so then this happens. Then we get a animated interlude, mm-hmm. and so we're talking about this a little bit before we went live. I haven't seen heavy metal, but like I know heavy heavy metals like it's a thing that's in the pop ethos. Correct. I think. Yeah. And Which so is, for boop. it was plucked right there. Yeah. Boop. <laughs> yeah. So this it was like, oh, this is like a kind of a heavy metal moment interlude. Yeah. And again, it it fits so well thematically with what's going on in this film mm-hmm. already that yeah, it just like kind of slips right through there as yeah, like as if it, makes it, sense. Yeah. It, it does exactly. It makes perfect sense. You're just like, oh now we're doing this. It's kinda like Ah, I see. Yeah, we're still in the album cover. We're still in the heavy metal thing. Cool. <laughs> uh, the then, Cheddar Goblins are Yeah, are the there. Cheddar Goblins. And then we get like <laughs> the like one of a couple meme moments in this in this film where it's Nick Cage in the bathroom where he's like trying to process what Dude. the hell just happened. And th- this is the Nicolas Cage Such a we live scene. for. Such and a great scene. He's in the bathroom. He's like, uh, 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 and he just finds a fucking giant ball of vodka. He's chugging the ball of vodka, and he just, uh, uh. he starts like pouring it all over himself. Yeah, yeah. He's like pouring it on his wounds. Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. yeah. <laughs> just like, just like the fact that he could go from selling us so hard emotionally on that moment of seeing his wife, like turn into ash, like her skull disintegrates into ash we see an outline of her face just and he but cries literally cries think, but i don't think yeah i don't think the, those two moments are too far from each other i mean they they are obviously like in terms of like just craziness and intensity but i feel like again the overall mood for the movie like it makes sense like it's not over the top oh, of course it makes to sense me. Yeah. like yeah it, it's not like oh this is the one scene that's over the top and then we're gonna go back to something else it's like it's all playing it on one level and uh, that's that's impressive to me that you can you can have a movie that has the energy of a Nicolas Cage meltdown and then just like hold that throughout. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, again, this is like people will have not seen this movie. They'll probably see this scene at some point. Yeah, I hope uh, so, I man. Think. It's yeah. so good. It's so fucking good. Yeah. It's just it's just because it's like it's like whoa, right? Only he can bring that kind of an energy to yeah to a scene like that <laughs> and uh and and fun fact uh i didn't know this about actors i know a lot of metal musicians have to have screaming coaches because they don't want to damage their vocal cords because during this scene nicholas cage is just fucking screaming uh he the, he also had a, a screaming coach i didn't realize this uh actors also have to have screaming coaches because they scream a lot so yeah <laughs> that's something yeah. i learned yeah yeah um so then he meets with like another awesome moment he meets with bill duke bill duke's like yeah. his uh his mentor, mentor yeah. archetype that just has yeah. to be in this movie i guess yeah. yeah so bill duke he lives in some i don't know like was an rv in the He's middle of nowhere RV. yeah 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 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's like the he's like the grizzled like yeah. veteran almost of this whole world. He's like like he knows everything about everything. He does. Like, he does. I don't want to um, get dragged into this shit, man. What are you doing? <laughs> and then he then he tells Bill Duke, "I've come for the Reaper." And then, yeah. and it's a crossbow, and he gives him a crossbow. He gives him a couple of a uh, couple of um, I don't know arrows for it. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, I love this. Then, then um, Cage has this breakdown. He's like, "What? What happened, man?" He's like, "I don't know, man. Little bunch of Jesus freaks, bikers, and gnarly yeah. psychos, man. It's crazy. I don't know." Yeah, yeah. I wanted to touch on the Jesus freaks thing because, again, when I was trying to piece this movie together and try to find the deeper meaning of it, I was just like, again, like Satanists. What is it? And then he's like, "I don't know, man. Jesus freaks." I was yeah. like, "Oh, right, 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 right. This is all bullshit." I remember now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then, it's but what's so funny, funny is Bill Duke really actually explains what's going on in this in this scene. Mm-hmm. Like again, just like you were talking about that scene with Mandy at the convenience store. This is another scene where they tell us what the hell's going right. on, right? At least a little bit. Um, little and so bit. basically, he explains that this this uh, cult, Children of the New Dawn, they created this batch of. So basically, there's there's been this roving gang of people. Killing people, they said like, oh, they kill truckers, they kill prostitutes, and people just disappearing. Mm-hmm. They don't know mm-hmm. why, and it's always the same thing. People and all, if they only come at night, they're dressed in all black, biker gang, really weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, this this cult created this really good batch of LSD that they gave mm-hmm. to them. This is the explanation, and they liked it so much that they're willing to do what the the the, the cult wants them to do in order to get more LSD. I like I like hearing you say those words and putting putting that to paper basically because it sounds so stupid and it is. But when you're watching the movie, you're like, "Yeah, the jar of LSD, uh huh." <laughs> <laughs> like out of context, it sounds as schlocky and as grindhousey as it is. But like in the movie, you're just like in that mood. You're like, "Fuck those motherfuckers!" Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. And then we get this other amazing scene where he he welds this axe, mm. which I don't know. Did, did, did um, I had heard that this was this axe had something to do with some 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 band. It it's was a Celtic, like it's yeah, it's a Celtic Frost reference. <laughs> it's great. Celtic Frost is one of those like original like 1980s Norwegian like forest metal bands. Uh, so that's what it is. And that's the beginning and the end of it. It just looks really fucking cool. It's really metal. Let's go kill some people with it. <laughs> it's so fucking cool. It is so yeah. badass. Like, mm-hmm. um, we were talking earlier, like, there was some company that created a replica of this axe right. for $350, sold out. It's gone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's such a cool thing to own, right? It's so cool. It's yeah. so cool. Uh, and then, yeah, at this point, Nick Cage is hunting these demons and he's just like out looking for them. And at night he like, <clears throat> he sees a bunch of them going and he's got the crossbow and he shoots one of them. Uh, and he sort of kills him, but not really. And then he tries to run him over. Um, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. The guy yeah. on the road. Yeah. 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 So he shoots him. The guy's like, eh, but he's not dead. And he tries to run him over. His car crashes. Dude, I saw the uh, the the there's B, there's a bunch of B roll behind the scenes B roll on the Blu-ray and uh, the the scene where they uh, they flip the car was like so they basically all of the stuff that you see in this movie that like takes place in the forest outside was done in the forest outside in like pitch pitch black like there's no city lights mm. anywhere like they Holy just went shit. to some random fucking forest in Belgium <laughs> to do this and it was literally just them and a generator and some lights so like they they flip the car in the middle of the night and they do like they did a lot of these scenes uh just outside in the 
pitch pitch blackness and that is just such a cool like creepy <laughs> it's that's crazy that's thing. fucking crazy dude yeah <laughs> oh man yeah so then there's like another um animated interlude um and then we see that red he's taken hostage by these people um yeah this these demons pretty... these demons and and so then he like gets free he kills one of them and then he he like puts up a box cutter okay um, but yeah. When he's when he's tied up to the he's tied up to a pipe or whatever he's uh and then he well he, one of like his hands nailed to the ground or something right 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 that's right his hands yeah. nailed to the ground the other one's uh, tied up to a pipe uh there's a hole next to him and we don't see that hole until he throws the guy in it correct or do we see that hole before oh I don't, I don't think, know I don't think we do it was just such such a weird thing because I was just like the way that it's shot is just like him and then his aggressor and then he like basically just tips him over into the hole and it's revealed that there's this giant fucking black hole next to him the entire time. <laughs> I thought that was the weirdest thing. But then yeah. that guy comes back later. So that hole, no idea. Completely yeah. a mystery to me. Because the it, guy it, comes back later. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, very weird. I think there's some, I don't know, who knows? It's cool. It's really cool. I just, like, thought that was so interesting that, like, we're f- so focused on this, like, back and forth, and then the guy, he just, like, trips him, basically, like a Looney yeah. Tune style into this yeah, hole. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, like, so then he, he runs across another demon who's watching porn. It's, like, watching, like, like 70s, 80s porn. Um, with, with, and eating uh, Chinese like food a, and shit. Yeah, with, like, a ni- with like a, a rusty metal knife dick is the best way I could describe it. <laughs> Which is again? This is the shit I love. Like this. This is my my happy place. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm glad that somebody made this movie. <laughs> it's absurd. So this, yeah. So then he kills this this guy watching porn. Uh, then another one comes at him. I guess the guy who fell in the hole comes yeah. at him with a gun, <laughs> shooting at him. And then he like takes this dude out. Um, another meme moment when he like does the the head like snaps his neck. Like, yeah. Ah! Ah. Like, like like the fucking like. <laughs> Like a kung fu movie from the seventies or something, mm-hmm. like looking into the camera, ah, motherfucker! Yeah, <laughs> and then, yeah, he's not done it. yet. He fucking does some coke. He does a line of coke. I love that. I laughed out he loud. He just picks it up a line of coke. Like, yeah. And then he picks up his axe from like uh, they like put it up somewhere. He picks it up and then he's he's out. He's yeah. He's he's going for revenge. He's killed them all. He's killed all of these he these does, demon biker gang people. He, he does the coke off of a piece of broken glass in the way that you would dip like a Tostitos chip in like cheese. Like he just dips <laughs> yeah. it into the cocaine and he just all the way through. It's it's beautiful. It's a sight to behold. And he also so like another thing is um this is another cool scene. So again, he finds all this LSD. Mm-hmm. And he takes the LSD. He just takes a little bit of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He he puts like a, a a tiny amount on his the tip of his tongue, and then we are blasted into this like insane montage of like uh, the basically the most LSD thing imaginable, right? Like his. Yeah. We see the 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 they do like an Indiana Jones like version of his skull just melting. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, like his brain, his mind literally explodes. Yeah, and and what I like about that is once we come out of this little montage, um, they they stay on his face a lot, right? And he's doing the Nicholas Cage uh, Nicholas Cage face expressions, and his you can see clearly his pupil. He he has like basically his entire eye is just a giant fucking pupil at that point. Uh, so you kind of really get the sense of like how cracked out he is at this point. I thought that was really clever. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Um, and so then he's got his axe, and there's another demon outside, and so he fights this guy. The the uh, fire the guy who's on fire. 
Well, he burns or, him later. Or, or he, yeah. He's, he's the, the guy next. Sorry, the next to the he's, like car. There's a car that's on fire. Yeah. Yeah. So he fights this guy with his axe. We get an axe fight, which is pretty cool. Um, and then, so he's like beating the guy. The guy's like, oh, "She's still burning. She's still yeah. burning." Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And he's like, "Fuck you! You're gonna burn." He like cuts his head off, and then like the guy burns on fire. So the moment, so basically, yeah. So they, they fight or whatever. The, the dude's on fire, decapitates him, and his head still on fire is rolling away. And at that moment, the uh, the 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 horror fan in you, or the B movie fan in you, is just like, because then he pulls out a cigarette, and you're like, yeah. please, 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 light the cigarette off the guy's head that's already on fire. Please, please, please. And then he does it, he and does then it, it, yeah. you're like, yes, yes, yeah. he's fucking dumb, and I love it. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. It, like, but it gives you everything you want, right? Like, Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and it's fun so fact, awesome. Uh, awesome. that scene, uh, him fighting the guy uh, on that ends up becoming on fire. That was they did that all in one night, and then the scene later uh, with the chainsaw, the fight scene that we're going to get to, was also done in one night. And it is described. Uh, Panos described it as like the most what was it? Uh, uh, living hell that he's ever yeah. had to endure was to do that those two scenes in one night. Uh, and he's basically like on a movie with like a normal, like a normal production that had like a decent amount of money would shoot these two scenes over like three days or whatever uh, and, and or three weeks even. Uh, and he had to do them both in one night each. Uh, yeah. And so I don't know how you, you, you pull that shit off, but it's impressive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's, you know, I mean, it's probably 10 hour days of just. Well, I mean, it's just probably night. night, Because they they were doing this shit outside again in the forest. They set up the set outside and they're just like, because. Yeah, that gives you even less time. Well, you'd have to to set up like right before sunset. So you'd you'd have like two hours to set up before sunset and then you just shoot. Yeah. Just shoot. uh, You you have to like, you have have the the fire people there, like uh, the pyro people. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. Um, yeah, so then there's this other scene. I didn't really understand exactly what happened. He meets with this guy at some some place, like one of these guys connected with the cult, and the guy's there, and they talk something. I think I guess the, the guy just tells him where the other people are. I don't exactly remember. But oh yeah, yeah. Okay, we got to talk the guy, about this. There's yeah. like a tiger. There's like a t- the tiger comes out at some point. So yeah, <laughs> he so lets that's, the tiger uh, go. That's uh, Richard Brake is is one of those uh, horror like B movie horror character actors. Uh, he's a Rob Zombie guy. He's a, he's that's kind of his thing is like these types of movies. And uh, this is his only scene in the movie. And I was really excited when I saw his name in the credits. He plays this character called the Chemist. And he's just <laughs> yeah. like again, just another mystical shaman type character that exists to just be fucking weird, I guess. And he has a tiger. And uh, apparently originally in the script, the tiger was supposed to be a lizard and uh, they didn't, whatever, like this things happen, you know, how productions work. And then they get Richard break on the, uh, on the set. And uh, Panos walks up to him. He's just like, Oh, by the way, uh, Lizzie is a tiger. Now he's like, what the fuck? And there's like, they have an actual tiger on set shot be- on a green screen. Uh, and it looks insane. Like the, the behind the scenes of this movie is fucking crazy. <laughs> so basically this guy, so, so this guy had no idea that like Lizzie was a tiger. He, he was, he thought it was like a, a lizard. Cause in the script, it was supposed to be like, he has a mystical lizard or whatever, but now he has a tiger. Cause they were able to get a tiger. Cause why the fuck not? If you can get a tiger in your movie, that's pretty badass. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's badass for sure. But that's the extent of it. It's just like, ah, fucking, we got a tiger. So, yeah. you know, that, you just got to tell him that you have a tiger. <laughs> oh, 
Wow. Yeah. And then there's, there's, there's like one wow. insert shot of like worms around his feet that like is never explained or comes back either. Uh, just really cool, weird shit in this scene. Uh, yeah, just weird stuff. But I think, yeah, I think just an excuse to get like a B-movie horror guy to, to yeah. take the more but weird I, I feel like that was the point, right? Like like the yeah. guy gives up some information so that Red can find the other cult members. Yeah, I think right. I don't. I think no. I, I think I think that's I think that's true. But yeah. if you're gonna have, if you need to have like a connective scene, why not make it in the most weird, interesting way with a tiger, right? Yeah, with a tiger. And then there's like <laughs> that scene of like the tiger, like 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 mm. looking up at something. <laughs> but again, it's that was like, a bit what they shot with the green screen, right? <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. They had they had a guy, uh, like a trainer, basically with like two. Yeah, like holding something. And he's like two sticks on it. Uh, he's like basically like fighting the tiger while like getting it to look at certain things. It's crazy. <laughs> the, those animal trainer people are, are, are fucking insane. Yeah. Cause he's like, he's like staving off the tiger with one of them. And the other one, he's just like, ah, okay. Yeah. Look over here. <laughs> yeah. 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 Cause it's looking up and like, yeah, it's crazy. It's man. insane, man. It's, it's insane. insane. <laughs> like, I wonder how that happened. It's just like, like, Hey, yeah, how, we, they, how they found we, the tiger guy. We, we, or just, we came out tiger king, ahead. Right? <laughs> There you go. There's your there's your crossover. Uh, no, but like budget wise, it's just like oh yeah, we, sure. we we ended up being a little bit ahead on this, so we have like an extra I don't know thirty thousand dollars. What do you want to do? Let's get a fucking tiger. <laughs> it's like okay, sure. Uh, you know, I bet you what it is is like you're looking for something. You're looking for animal people, and then you like meet someone's like, hey dude, look, right. I I'm a guy. I train stuff. I have a tiger. I have a lion. I have this. You're right. And uh, you're just it's like, like whoa, you have a tiger. Like how much for the tiger? Well, look, I'll do you a deal. It'll be I fifteen so. grand for one day. Yeah. Okay. That's probably <laughs> it's still cool. Worth it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Eight hours, fifteen grand for a tiger. Basically, is probably what the deal was. I bet. Yeah. yeah. Whatever, dude. <laughs> um. Okay. So then he starts hunting these people down. Uh, these cult members. So he he finds Brother Swan, and this this was a great kill. Oh, he yeah. finds this guy, mm-hmm. and you know, again, they're all like, "Oh, she 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 burned so hot because she was a whore." <laughs> and he fucking the, st- the the darker the whore, the the brighter the flame. Which <laughs> <laughs> is a great line. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. He's like, "Well, fuck you, bro." He takes the end of his axe, which is a spike, mm-hmm. and he stubs it into his throat and kills him. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and there's a lot Grinch. of really good like crunching noises, teeth crunching noises, things breaking, real solid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Satisfies um, the bloodlust. Uh, and yeah. then we get a quick scene where the other guy, the dopey dude, the blonde dope idiot, he, he's throws like, the he's, axe at him. He's, he's like waxing his car in the middle of the night or some stupid <laughs> shit. Like it makes like he's got this muscle car and it's like playing. They're listening. He's listening to some like seventies rock or something like that. I don't remember what it was. Uh, so yeah, he just whoosh throws the whoosh, uh, yeah. throws the axe at him. One thing that we should sort of mention, I mean, this is it's not really relevant, but um, a bunch of these. So like the demons were like, we want more blood. Um, so back in the scene where they jumped Red and Mandy, uh, we also quickly see they had some other cult members, this fat dude and some other guy. They fucking feed these other random people to the 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 gang. Right. Yeah. So so half of them are already dead because the the biker gang people ate them. Mm-hmm. And there was like another scene when he's at the um, wherever the play, wherever the hideout for the biker gang demons was. Like there's a scene he looks over and he sees like a dude 
like two naked people that are dead and like like yeah. Yeah, remember yeah, that yeah. like the dude's pants are down this movie's insane so yeah already already like half the people have been killed and so then he he's finding who's left and so he kills two of them he lets the woman go the crazy woman who's like did the Russian roulette? Let's her live. Yeah, 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 which I was I was happy about. Um, there's so there's like at least a, a modicum of uh, just like normal, you know, because like that that would be the character that you would let go, right? She she didn't do anything wrong. Um, Probably, unless, yeah. I mean, she was kind of there, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, unless again, like you're just going for the bloodlust, but like uh, I mean, shows the, the that, film. It, shows that the, Red is a he's a he, yeah. You know, he's only concerned with what he's concerned. The film handled it. I think in the way where it makes sense because like she was not a threat and she didn't yeah. try to stop him. Exactly. Yeah. And so therefore, he's gonna let her go. But yeah. these well, other the, people, and, and specifically the other die. woman, uh, right before he gets to the to, to Jeremiah, the other woman is like she's trying to she is actively trying to prevent him from his goal, which is to kill Jeremiah. And so, yeah. off with yeah. her head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so then we get another one of the great moments in this film: the fucking chainsaw fight. Yes. Um, this is so great. Like, such a great setup, right? So he's yeah. like, he sees this guy, he sees a chainsaw, he's revving up the chainsaw. It's not working, but he's revving it up, revving it up. The guy sees him. He pulls out an even longer chainsaw. <laughs> yeah, that dude. What a fucking great idea. Like, what a great idea, basically. Just, like, comparing dick sizes almost. It's yeah. Because yeah. the, the, the movie's already operating on such a, like, heightened level. That like when the dude pulls out like an eighteen foot long chainsaw, you're like, sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then they have an epic chainsaw fight yeah. in this film. Um, crazy. This is this is this is one of those YouTube clips that like I feel like people are going to type in Mandy chainsaw fight scene. Yeah. Like, yeah. This is yeah. this is the absolute like highlight of the film. I think in that in in that sense of the fight yeah. scenes or whatever. A hundred percent. And then what's his, what's even crazier is like. The way that he kills him is he he fucking like Ghost Riders his ass gets yeah. the ch- gets some chains throws them around his neck and then pulls the guy out to a chainsaw yeah he and pulls has him, him onto a chainsaw yeah it's yeah it's this it's movie great. is something else it's, it's a great it's a great thing and I I feel like it's it it, it would be, it'll probably be fun to just watch as a YouTube clip over and over again but like it feels so much better and it feels so much more earned once you get to this point in the film after sitting through all of the LSD and through all of the cuz they do a lot we kind of glossed over it, but they do a lot in the beginning of the movie to really try and I don't think quite enough but they didn't really have time for it to set up the relationship between Mandy and Red right to set up like how much like how perfect they are for each other kind of and how yeah. much she loves her and things like that um, but there's really only like two, two or three scenes of that max before we have to get going. We have to get to the cult stuff. Um, but like, it just feels so much more cathartic having sat through all that stuff to get to the chainsaw fight. Yeah. Yeah. To get to the chainsaw fight, to get to the accident, the guy in the throat. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. All of it is so satisfying. Like, yeah, you know, you're just like, I mean the meme thing where he like snaps the guy's neck, all of it is just, yeah. <laughs> I um, want I want those yeah. biker dudes. I want like a poster of them as like a as like a band or something. I want those biker demon dudes on my yeah, wall. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um yeah, so then then Red meets with uh with mother or whatever, whatever the, the chick's name, and she says something, some weird babble. Again, these people they make no sense, basically. They just yeah. like well, well well no, no, no. She's trying to 
not necessarily seduce him, but she's trying to uh, kind of offer herself up uh, in that oh, way. Oh, as a sacrifice or something? As, in that way so that, yeah, so Red doesn't kill Jeremiah, basically. Like, she, she'll go to that length of just, like, doing whatever for this man. Yeah. Um, so that he doesn't get to, to his ultimate goal. Because she's so yeah. devoted to him, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, so then Red shows up at this church um in the middle of nowhere it seems like what a great fucking shot by the way that it is a great shot. shot of the of the cross and then we tilt down and then like we push in and it's like all just purple and red and oh it's such a cool looking movie yeah so then he walks into this this church and it looks like a fucking it looks like honestly like it was on a studio like a little room yeah that they created probably. yeah um but regardless this is what we want Basically, right? Where, yeah, we're absolutely this in it. it at this point. Yeah. And then he fucking throws her head at her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at, at, at Jeremiah, yeah. Uh, Jeremiah, yeah. And then Jeremiah's like, like pleading with him, like, oh, don't kill me, blah, blah, blah. I'll suck your dick, man. I'll fucking suck your dick. That was the best. That was the best because he's like, he's all high and mighty and he's all on yeah. this bullshit. And then in the, in the, by the end of it, he's just like, please, like, I'll suck your dick. Like, I'll yeah, do anything, yeah. please. Is that what you want? <laughs> you know? Yeah, and he tries everything. He's just like, yeah. I'll suck your dick. God's yeah. going to damn you. God told me right. to... Well, to blah, blah, blah. I, yeah, the, all the God thing doesn't work. And then he's just like, "What, dude, what do you want? Like, I'll fucking I'll suck your dick. Like, please. <laughs> yeah. It uh, doesn't work. And so he fucking crushes the skull. And that's it. Yep. Yep. And then he burns down his church. Another great scene. Like, yeah, when the yeah, church yeah, is yeah, burning. Yeah. yeah. That, that whole yeah. thing is so well shot. It's really cool. Which, again, church burning, for like, dark forest, black metal font... Norwegian overtones, Celtic frost, very intentional. <laughs> all the all the stuff. Yeah, it's some cool stuff. Um, then we get okay. So the next sequence was like he sees her, right? He like sees, I guess, how they met or something how like that. Met. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a flashback. It's 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 literally supposed to be the emotional kind of uh, resonance of the film, where even though she's dead and he's lost her, like they're all they're a part of each other or whatever. Yeah, something That's like, like that. Like the message yeah. of the film. Yeah. Uh, but what I love about it is like, yeah, we have this like weird trippy sequence where like he sees her. We kind of see how they met. It, Honestly, it's exactly how I would have imagined it. They met basically at like what it looks like a like a concert, right? <laughs> basically, yeah. um, and she's in the car with him. Then she's not. But then we see him driving down the road, and we tilt up, and we see like the sky. Oh right? yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and that is the like that is the most like album cover <laughs> shit. Like it's 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 hard for me to describe. It looks like a matte painting basically it does look like a mad painting a little bit i mean it's really cool now you you know the way you would do it like matte paintings and like using green screen are kind of basically the same thing yeah yeah yeah. it's this it's this it's this like um perfectly composed illustrative kind of moment yeah yeah yeah, it's awesome. I, I mean, I, I didn't mean like literally like how did they do it i just mean like it just yeah, 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 it yeah, has yeah. that like aesthetic to it yeah 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 it's, it's, it's yeah it's really cool it's really really cool it's and there's really cool. like there's like more than one moon i don't know what the fuck's going on yeah there's uh, i don't know i don't yeah. know but this is mandy like why why <laughs> does anything oh you know what i bet it was remember like at the very beginning they talked about like different planets oh, shit? Yeah, yeah 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 like Jupiter. what would be their favorite planet or some kind of random maybe stuff? maybe it's uh it's like it's jupiter, it's like jupiter. and whatever yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. okay yeah, sure I bet you that's what it is i'll buy yeah. that for a dollar yeah yeah um Cool. Yeah, it's it's that shot is really beautiful, for sure. 
Yeah. Oh, um, it's just it's just the, another, it's just like the last thing that sells us on like we live inside a King King Crimson album cover. Like it's, it's yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know, like right before we get another crazy meme moment where you know he sees her in the car, and like they, there's there's like a kind of a beautiful emotional moment, but then we get the POV of like the other seat and we, and him looking that way, he looks fucking crazy. He's got blood Yo, all over him. Oh yeah. He looks insane. He looks totally insane. Like I want totally to, insane. I remember thinking in that moment, I was just like, uh, cause I know Nicholas Cage watches some of his movies. Like I really want to know if he watched this. I'm sure he did. He watched this movie, but in particular, like how fucking proud would you be if that was <laughs> you on the screen and you looked that insane? Like how you like are you would be sitting there being like, I fucking sold it. Like yeah, yeah. I know. Like I don't especially it depends. Yeah, I don't go ahead. Especially because like of what the character's been through, mm-hmm. that translate, that tracks to where that, he should that, be at mentally. And and again, like the Tostitos chip of like cocaine that he did and the like jar of LSD, like all of it is just encapsulated in that face at the end of like, did I do good kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to no one when no one's there. To no one. That, and that's the thing. We get the reverse and we see that no one's there. Yeah. We see we see no one's there and then we see him the way he actually looks. Because in his head, <laughs> it's like this beautiful moment where he's seeing her again. Yeah. It's the first it's time. This fucking psychopath. <laughs> it's this fucking psychopath who just went on a murder spree. But again, he's, he's up against demon biker gangs and fucking which which there there is that that is a thing that built into the making of this movie was uh that that line in the beginning uh is like when i'm dead bury me put two speakers at my feet whatever uh yeah. it, it's like from some kind of book on uh, a philosophy or whatever of like basically the long and the the short end of it is just like the kind of thin delineation between like being a psychotic and like spiritualism basically uh and this movie is like somewhere within all of this is like trying to to live or to say something about that but like i i feel like that that seems like the most relevant shot about that kind of theme of just like again like the 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 spiritual people were just as psychotic as he is i don't know what the message is yeah but i mean it's, it's in there somewhere another thing we talked about like there is a term for his acting style right nouveau shamanic it is he he is summoning something outside of himself <laughs> into himself that creates that moment right yeah, yeah, that's yeah. how you get him to do these performances. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's great, man. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, that covers it, right? I mean, what a, what a wild film! Like, unbelievable, yeah. and unbelievable yeah. that something like this. There's so much things that have to go right, you know. True. For us to get this thing. True. Right, and all these different elements. You got to get Nick Cage as the lead. You got to get a get a director who's got such a strong vision. Yeah. Um. Got to somehow get you saying Elijah Wood involved. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Elijah Wood is a producer yeah. on this film. Yeah. Because um, yeah, like the, that first film. I don't know if you've seen it. You probably have his first. I film. haven't actually. Oh, no, I, this is really making me want to go back and see it. Yeah. It's interesting. It's it. It is. It is like pure mood. I would say. Mm, okay. Not a lot of plot. I mean, th- this has way more plot than that film. Okay. But it, in terms of aesthetically, it's. It's got a lot of what this has, mm-hmm. um, but like that, that again feels more like a, your typical first time directed film. A lot got of it. interior shots. It's all like, like they, they take people into some, I don't know, some institute to study them or some crap like that. And so it all takes place in, in, inside of one location, but it's like mood, mood, mood. 
color, 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 yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, weird yeah. stuff, weird stuff. Like, I don't know, trippy, trippy, you know, it's a lot Honestly, of that. Yeah. If, if it wasn't for like the two or three scenes in the convenience store and like them talking about Jupiter, like the first hour of this movie is basically that it's just mood, 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 mood. Nothing is happening in the first half of this movie. I mean, there are things that are happening, but like compared to the second half, which is just straight ahead, like in order to get to the straight ahead revenge thriller stuff, like we sit through about an hour of just mood, 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 mood. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then we get all these payoffs, and the payoffs yeah. are great. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah, so do you have any kind of last things you want to talk about with the film? No, I think we pretty much covered it. I think I'm, I'm glad that, you know, like, again, I understand it more having seen it again because the first time I was, again, trying to get to the message, I was trying to get to the whole, like, what's the philosophy of this film? And then um, having delved deeper into it and reading interviews and stuff, it's just it's more of like, uh, the, if the impetus of it is just to come up with uh, all of these influences and moods and colors and ideas and just kind of put it all together, that's kind of what this movie is. And, and you don't need to go farther than that. Um, but I do think, like we were talking about before, this is going to be one of those movies in like 5, 10, 15 years that like is going to be talked about in the same vein as like a, like an Evil Dead or a Dead or Alive or, or other other kind of midnight movies uh that like people are going to respond to like the, the more people watch it the generations are going to see it and and uh there's you know conventions like you said people buying replicas of the scythe and fucking cheddar goblin tattoos like we're going to see that stuff at conventions and things like yeah, that. yeah all of it that that shirt he was wearing when he the 44 had, he, yeah yeah 44 but also like even even the one where he has the uh the tiger on it when he was in his underwear in the bathroom he had this giant fucking tiger on his shirt yeah. <laughs> and I feel, I feel like like that's the shirt i would want which is awesome because we get the tiger later on in the yeah. movie it's all connected <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's all very 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 specific like everything is paying off something or paying homage to something else while also working within its own thing which is great it's like what you would want you know uh somebody that's like driven by your influences like you would just wear them on your sleeve and that's kind of what this movie is yeah totally um yeah i think we both really like this film and you know oh, yeah. it's it's so fun and so you know this is like this is like the high art of of the grindhouse basically mm -hmm. <laughs> if there ever could be such a thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's what this feels like to me yeah um cool yeah so i think next week we're going to do Bram Stoker's Dracula. We're going to talk about cool. that film. Cool, 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 cool. Um, Looking forward to that. Yeah, that'll be exciting. And I think maybe at some point we'll figure out when we'll we'll do the processor review. The uh, possessor. Possessor, possessor. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Possessor, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll do uh, like, I, I'm, a short I'm curious, thing about that. Yeah, I'm curious to, to see what you think of it because there, there are like – a, a tiny, tiny, like little uh, parallels to this movie. Obviously, the the lead is is um, Mandy herself. Uh, I'm curious. Well, yeah, I'm curious what you think of it. There's like there's a couple kills in there that are similar to this movie, but the mood overall is like very different. And uh, again, in, in its current form, so they renamed the movie again. I think it's just the distributor. Uh, they renamed it Possessor Uncut. So like yeah. officially, that's like the title that you'll see everywhere. And you're like, ooh, Uncut. What does that mean? And like, yeah, there are a couple like uncut moments, uh, but I just wonder if like they try to take this to a rating board and they were just like, fucking never mind. Uh, we're, like this movie would never be released. It's just too much right now. Maybe in like five years, it's okay. Uh, but I'm curious to see what you think. So if we get a chance, we'll talk about that movie too. Cool. Yeah, sounds good. Um, yeah, so that'll be our review for today. Thanks everyone for stopping by and listening. And uh, yeah, we'll see you again next week. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Peace out.